some point when we come back and I continuously say, we're back, it's it's kind of no longer a sort of surprise. It is really nice to be back here because there has been a bit of a bit of a gap. So mm. we had the Monday off record. Or the, for us, it was the Sunday off recording. So we didn't post a Monday episode because we had a wedding yeah. on Saturday, yeah. which carried over into Sunday, which was which was lovely. We uh, we actually helped a fair bit Quite setting nice. up and packing up. Yeah, so unexpectedly. There, that was a bit of a surprise, but it was good. It was good. <laughs> it was we, fun. The night I was really fun. The next day was lovely, and it was uh, besides a bit of rain on the actual wedding day itself. Yeah. the weather was really nice. It was beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, it was perfect for it. And then uh, we didn't get to putting a Wednesday, uh, an episode out on Wednesday because for some reason our data mobile data our mobile reception's just been completely cactus. So. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what we use when I'm uploading stuff to like the Podbean, uh, to Rumble. I'm using our mobile data because the internet data, the home, the home Wi-Fi is so slow that there's just nearly there's nearly no point mm. even using it, right? So we well, stopped everyone's using it. using it all at once. Everyone's using it now, especially we don't have internet. <laughs> well, it's just it's incredibly slow and ridiculous, and um, like kilobits per second. Like it's it's excruciating. But that's what we're rolling with now because for whatever reason, our phone reception is still is still like not even one bar H. Doesn't even say four G. I literally it just have to like hold my phone up, which I haven't done in years. <laughs> yeah. So Wednesday, we're like, okay, we might just have to leave Wednesday, uh, and we and we'll come back to it Friday. One. Well, it's just because it, it it's just going to take forever. So what's probably going to ultimately end up happening is we will most likely be able to upload uh, the audio yeah. onto the onto Podbean so you'll get the audio at six o'clock Friday as usual yeah. but the I don't know if I'll be I will still produce the video yeah but I don't know if we'll be able to upload the video until we've got the mobile reception yeah it's so gonna take way too long it's gonna unless we drive <clears throat> out of the suburb and it's only in Bula <laughs> literally as soon as I leave to go to work the the, the phone data is fine it's there's just a dead spot here for some reason at the moment like but anyway, that. we'll just have to play that by ear and see how it happens. So obviously, once the internet's back up and running properly, I'll upload all the the videos uh, to as a, as a kind of backlog to get them all get them all uh, onto Rumble. It's just a bit, it's a bit annoying, but uh, look, it is what it is. It is it is what it is ultimately. So that's okay. We're here now. We're here now, and uh, happy Friday to you listening. So that's. Uh, that's something we've made it. I am. I. It's been a very full-on week. Like last week was absolutely nuts, and then finished with the wedding, and th- it was also a really dense work week for me as well. We went, ran long like every single day. Slightly less busy at work at the time for the time being, which is nice. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have a long shift tonight because I'll be doing a little bit extra on top. So. I don't mind that because I have mapped out our financial situation and <clears throat> provided everything goes according to plan, we'll have the doula and the midwives and like moving house, mm-hmm. all those expenses all paid off within the next three pay slips. Woo-hoo! So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, to to have it be able to do it and have it done that quickly, to go from to go to go from obviously no job to holy shit we're pregnant to holy shit it's so expensive. To it's everything's paid off and we haven't even moved out yet, yeah, uh, is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah, we got up to in the last episode. Feels like so it's because of the nature of this podcast. It's kind of like a, it's a continuous sort of update on the situation. It's almost like a not a daily, but like a because obviously it's every every second day. Uh, it's like every a, a, a second daily. Uh, update yeah. like a log for us so it's when we miss a couple of those days it's like wh- what the shit's happened what, where, yeah. where are we up to I can't remember the so we had the we spoke about the the wedding which was really lovely yeah. we started talking we talked predominantly in the last episode at the end there about you with your coaching stuff mm. uh, now it hasn't been too much that's happened since then well, there on hasn't that front. been time to because mm. there, it was a wedding yeah <laughs> yeah from Thursday night onwards and then to like recovery for me from Monday, Tuesday, and even like Wednesday, like I just was exhausted. Yeah. Couldn't, I'm like, well, because I just was, I don't think I've moved that much since before I was pregnant. So that, that was a bit of a shock to my system. Yeah. And so, yeah, I haven't really had time to think about it. And I was like, even yesterday, I was just a bit dazed 
kind of like, what now? Like, what do I do? And just getting my bearings and my body's recovering. I can feel it, feel that I just went like, oh, I, didn't, I didn't actually push it too hard. I was, I was pretty good actually. I, I did pace myself throughout the days. I When I, I needed to sit down, I did. It was really hot, but they had a pool, which was great. So I went for a dip like twice a day when I was there. And that was fantastic. Like, I just want to pull now <laughs> because it was just so soothing and relaxing and exactly what my body needed. But, um, yeah, I just haven't had time to even think about anything else than wedding preparation and then the wedding, making sure everything kind of goes smoothly so they're not worried or stressed to recovery. It was Packing nice to sort of to be in, in that position. I remember what it was like when we got married, how it does yeah. get really stressful. It's funny how you're doing all the planning and stuff, but it's not until like the week of yeah. that you really, that stress really kicks in. Yeah. And especially the night before and the morning of, they were the hardest days. You could do all the preparation in advance you could be on top of absolutely everything and then all of a sudden you get to the night before and there's always a whole bunch of jobs that you realize tiny there is to do. Tiny things that just needed to be done. Yeah, tiny things that all sort of add up. And uh, yeah, so we, we kind of took charge of that and it was it was good. Like I was really uh, glad that I could be helpful like that so that, you know, the bride and groom could just bloody have a good just time enjoy, just enjoy yeah. themselves, you know, That's not right. have to stress. Hit that Friday night yeah. and then just go, okay, let's drop, let's relax. Yeah. Uh, and I know how important that is as well because you don't want to be – stressful running around you know on your wedding day you know no. you want to just be able to sit back relax yeah. and enjoy the day because well it, it is your day and they were thinking oh yeah well when we get back from photos and then we'll do all this stuff it's like no you won't you tell us what you need to do there is yeah. no way that your wedding day you have one day yeah. just de- delegate yeah. and we're happy to just take over yeah. and we did and it was fun and it was beautiful Everyone had a nice time. Everyone complimented the place and everything went smoothly except yeah. the weather. But it wasn't that bad actually. It was a nice drizzle and then it cooled down perfectly. It actually wasn't too hot in the evening. No, it was nice. Which I was expecting it to be muggy and sticky, but it wasn't at all. Yeah, so. I mean for being the end of summer, I guess it's kind of yeah. – because we, we had ours in January, so we were like mid, mid-summer. But it, it was for our one, the, it went really still. There was no wind and oh, it just was a nice just temperature. A it was a nice temperature, temperature in the middle of summer. But yeah. It was lovely. It was really good. We had a great time. You've, so obviously, as you said, you've kind of been taking a bit easier, a bit more chill. I've had to, yeah. But you've actually been watching or listening to a lot of pregnancy stuff. Yeah. Or you've continued that education for yourself with reading. You've read, you're reading a couple of books at the moment, aren't you? I'm reading Birth with Confidence by Rhea Dempsey, which the uh, midwife has recommended and my sister-in-law actually had it and because we were having an awesome chat on Sunday about it we were by the pool with the kids and stuff and we we're talking about pregnancy and she was she gave me three books on was it breastfeeding and then something and then about I think it was like recipe books for kids and babies and stuff right. so uh and then we just started talking about everything and how you know how I went at the birth and everything like that and then she's like I've got two really good books uh, she's got I've got one and there's another one but um, and she was like, it's by Rhea Dempsey. I'm like, oh, I'm like what is it? She was like, something about confidence. I'm like, I think that's the book that my midwife just recommended me because I was about to buy it. Yeah. And she had it and then she somehow got it to me like within the last two days yeah. and I've just been reading it. I've also been listening to the podcast that she, um, my midwife was recommended as well. Oh, my God. It, it was just – I am so, so happy and glad that I'm deciding to have this child and my birth and the pregnancy the way I am doing it. Preparing to actually have a hospital birth is like it, it's on top of just coming to like just coming to the like okay, being okay with having a baby, like that whole preparation of just actually being able to being giving birth. Oh my gosh, that's like a whole nother preparation thing that you have to do. Because they've got protocol, they've got their intervention. As soon as you step into the hospital, they have a system where every, and this is predominantly in Australia and I think maybe in US as well, UK is different and New Zealand's different with their birthing system. But as soon as you go into the hospital here, which there's a lot of stories, a lot of women go like, I literally had a baby overseas and a um, baby's here. They're like the difference in the medical system when it comes to, having a baby is different 
in time, it's two two worlds apart. I'm like, how how can that be? It's like here they you literally go in and it's just intervention after intervention and after intervention, like constant. They are constantly they need to be controlled because if they don't they don't have control over. And this isn't like anything against. This is just how it's kind of. This is the framework of the hospital. As soon as you step into it, you've got questions that you need answers. They are going to be putting you up. They're going to be checking you because that's just what they're they're trying to do. That they've got a system, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a procedure. A procedure in place. Or a process. A process. Yeah. As soon as you walk in, they put you on the bed, they put you in IV. And like they, there's no checking if you are low risk or high risk first. So in UK, you go to your GP, which you do anyway, you go to your GP. But they, the first question they ask me is, what hospital are you going to have your baby in? Instead of actually asking me more important questions that I might not need to actually have, uh, might have a hospital birth because that means that. The like I'll be a high risk, which mm. in UK that's what it is. If you if you are high risk, you'll have it in hospital, so you have that support system. You've got everything with you. But if you're low risk, they're, they're literally like you. You need you're gonna have it. We're gonna recommend your midwife, and then you talk to the midwife, and you're like, do you want a home birth or do you want it in a mm. home home birth? Why, why does it need to be in a hospital in the first place? I don't know. It's just a um. What do they say? It's a cultural thing. They've it must said. be. It's right? it's just now a cultural <clears throat> thing where it's yeah, I don't know. They're like giving out cesareans like they're offering it to everyone instead of those women who actually just need it. Mm. They, they, it uh, she was like it's like it's not on a smorgasbord. Here, do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want this? Do you want they're giving you all these options I'm like it's not but it's not necessary. The doctors and the midwives and the doulas that I'm listening to on the podcast they're like more often than not women do not need cesareans it's just because as, as soon as they start um not inter, not intervention um inducing as soon as they induce you that's it like you have to do it their way after that there is no getting back to your natural birthing state to is inducing when they artificially begin labor yeah how do they how how does the how do inductions work do you um know? well it depends what parts what part? So you is can either drugs be, or you can either it- have a long. <clears throat> you can either be late, so late in there. I'm doing inverted commas because that's what they do. They're like late is they say past forty weeks, right, or forty one weeks or something. They say after that you're like, oh my god, you're late. You got to like it's an emergency. That's right. how they tra- that's how they treat it. So they'll induce you. And e- even on that, uh, was there something that you saw with how they actually calculated the due date for a baby? <laughs> yeah is based on your first, uh, your, the last period that you the had. The first day of your last period. The first yeah. day of your last period. But even if you conceived like three weeks after that, which means that from conception, like y- that's a three-week gap. Yeah. So, the according to, you know, the, that, tr- that typical way of doing a due date, yeah. you might be three weeks behind yeah. what your due date says you are. Mm-hmm. So, and that's completely natural, right? So, I mean, if you have a 40-week pregnancy, according to doing it that way, measuring your pregnancy by that way, you'll be three weeks late. Yeah. But you could be 40 but you're weeks. you're right on time. You're right on time. The baby's right on time. The baby knows when it wants to come out. And if the woman is stressed, of course, the baby's like, I don't want to come out in a stressed environment. They talk about it all the time. They're like, due dates are stupid. Due dates are what creates the stress at the end of a pregnancy when you're supposed to be the most relaxed and the most in, in touch with your body and in yeah. tune with your body so you can open up for the child to come out. Yeah, it's D-Day. It's, it's, that's right. It's go, it's go time. <laughs> and you have to be in tune. And it's, you know, unless you have like an elective cesarean or you plan to have, you know, like to be induced and all of that stuff, you know, like at least you know. Like for some women, they need that and that's okay. Have it. Do it that way. But when it comes to that spontaneous, I think they call it, oh, there's so many, like there are so many labels and that I, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like I can't even catch up with how everyone, like high risk and low risk, that as well. Like I hate being called a low risk. Like I yeah. I don't like even being called labeled that I'm a woman who's pregnant, yeah. who's having a birth. That is okay. Like I'm not, I don't even want to be any, I don't want to be low or risk. I don't want any of those words in my, in my space. I'm just, I'm having a baby, you know, yeah. I don't even want to think about risk like that. Yeah. Yes, there are risks and you have to be, um, you have to be aware of them, but 
not I do not want to label myself as anything risk related. Well, I mean, you, I mean it's, like, it's the medical system. Anyway. Where do you where language. do you stop with risk, right? It's like, are you a low risk person in life or a high risk person? <laughs> and it's like, what's the risk relative to? Like, yeah, yeah are you are you risk? Are you a low-risk driver? Yeah, or and that's just me personally. This is all just my opinion. This isn't, please do not take my advice for, and this is not giving it, this is just my opinion and what I'm reading and how what works for me and what doesn't and what what's resonates. What's confirming your bias. What's confirming me. Well, it is. <laughs> it's kidding. confirming my bias because I have one. We all have a bias. Yeah. I'm open. I was. I was open. There was a game that I played as well. It kind of, um, it gives you... Uh, scenarios like if you want a spontaneous birth which is like literally like you just wait until you have the baby like you know the next one is an assisted birth which is a cesarean or is that like free birthing a spontaneous birth as well that's a whole nother thing that yeah they don't talk about it too much because it's become a because it's such a small hang on hang on okay so free free birth is that a reference to cost or people involved or no, like what's free birth? So free birth is when it's just you and maybe a doula. No medical, oh, no right. midwife. So it's not free as in free cost necessarily. No, no, no. Free birth is when you do it yourself. Okay. And you're empowered and you know, you don't you don't need no medical system yeah. with you. And that's fine. Like I it'd be it'd be great to have that experience. You know, some women accidentally have those experiences in the in taxis, in yeah, cars, yeah. at home, at you know, anywhere, like that's just, it's, it's okay, you know. But what culture does is uh, call that dangerous. They right. even called home birth dangerous when it's the safest option by statistics. Like statistically, home births are the safest. You feel safe in your environment. You get to control who is there and who isn't. You get to control the temperature of the room. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. And do you mean it's safest as in like there's less tearing, there's less risk to the health of the there's mother and the child? There's literally, yeah. And this is this goes for those low risk again, inverted commas, low risk women. So if you if you don't have any medical issues and if there is nothing wrong and like where you don't actually need a cesarean. Some women do have, I know a couple of my friends needed cesareans for like for, for certain reasons because of, I can't remember why, but there was like there was like they, they could have died. Like that's that kind of thing because of the pushing or something happened. I can't, I can't remember all the details and it's also private so I don't want to kind of go there. But absolutely it has a place but not for every single woman. It, there's just it's not necessary and the um, the doors in the middle, they, they say that, the doctors say that. There is not, it is not necessary for every single woman to have a medical birth. It's mm. That's for those that, actually need the medical assistance for for the rest of us who who are relatively healthy who are okay with with you know having a they like recommend having a doula like everyone should get a doula because yeah. it's just that support system it's just that person there that you can go to and ask questions about anything and like I love having a doula midwife and you know what I probably have one in the next for the next one as well just because it does help it does help having that extra support, but I know them. I know these people, these women are by my side the entire pregnancy and they're going to be there for the birth. And for me, it would be, it would be so overwhelming for there to be more than four people in the room. Yeah. Like I was watching a, <laughs> I was watching a, uh, a birth on Instagram and she had all her women, sisters or friends and parents and like all there was so many people in the room you couldn't see everyone but you could hear them like as soon as the baby came out they're cheering and I'm like I could not think of anything worse I couldn't either poor baby as well oh Oh, that's horrible and I was just like oh 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 like I'm getting nervous and anxious just watching it yeah but she obviously she was fine you know she had a camera there's cameras going off and she was smiling for the camera as she was having a birth do you reckon it was her first or not uh maybe not yeah she was pretty yeah I wouldn't think so it sounds like she was kind of cool with that stuff I feel like she was literally like smiling you could see her smiling at the camera and like the the flash go off it was it was pretty (laughs) it was so funny I'm like I don't know whether this is like this is just it's just so funny how each woman needs different things for her birth to be to feel good you know and what and because they're in the book and in the podcast they're like as long as you know why you're saying yes and no to certain decisions you've met you're making during your pregnancy and birth then 
that's all good. There is nothing wrong. As long as you know why you're saying yes to medical intervention or why you're saying no. And then what happens after? They call it um, something about like procedure, uh, medical stacking or something. Or uh, what did I say yesterday? It's something about stacking and as soon as intervention stacking, which means something like that, which means as soon as you, as soon as they induce you or intervene in any way, like giving you uh, synthetic oxytocin, you they, you do it their way. The, the rest of the procedure is in their hands. You literally have no control after that unless you practice saying no mm. and refusing because they're like that's because that's what I'm talking about, about the preparation. Like you got to be prepared. If you don't want any, if you want it to have it, if you want to have it in the hospital but you don't want all the interventions and all that and all the inductions and all of them, obviously, yeah, the interventions, if you don't want any of that, you need to practice saying no. No, and being firm because they're going to push. They're going to push and they, it's called nudging and it's a nudging birth where they just keep pushing you to the point where you're like you can't say no. And I know a few women who had that experience where they just were like, all right, all right, we'll do it, we'll do it. Just yeah. do the cesarean or do that because it will just give me the um, the uh, epidural or like I don't, I don't want it but you're annoying me and I'm in labour and like I like I just want this to be over now because you're stressing me out yeah. and I want the baby to go. And that it's totally, sad. totally just is this, uh, what is it called? Um, um, it creates a dis- disruption in the pro- in the birth process. Your whole body responds when you're in that. Like, the last thing that you need to be is stressed when you're in labor. Like the last, as soon as you have, you start a natural birth, as soon as you start, they even say going from, as soon as you start labor and you're driving to the hospital, that getting in the car, packing the car, getting in the car, driving, that already disrupts the process of birth. That already disrupts the labor because you're doing other things. You're focusing on other things, not on your body, not on what it's doing. And that natural state, because that already slows labor down. So as soon as you get to the hospital, you might not be as far along as you probably would have been had you not, you know, like there's yeah, so yeah. many elements and it's just fascinating to listen to. All it just sounds like an incredibly uncomfortable process from start to finish if you <laughs> find yourself in that unnecessarily. Yeah, unnecessarily. Uh, I mean, obviously yeah. if it's necessary, that's that's a different story. But yeah. if it's a, not completely necessary, like you said, if you're low risk and all of a sudden you're in the a, a, pro, a process that a high risk person usually would be, undergoing then it's it uh, to me it feels like it would such be create such a massive increase in intensity yeah. that as if you wouldn't want it done as if you wouldn't want the whole thing to be over get this thing out of me so i can be out of this position yeah that's what that sounds like it, when you're at your most vulnerable as a woman when you're literally in that birthing process yeah you, I, I it makes sense to me to want that to be an intimate close uh yeah. Yeah, sentimental and sensual experience so that yeah. you can be ultimately you know massively present for it but if you've got all this noise happening and when i say noise i mean yeah like the procedure like like lab coats and like drugs and lights and all that kind of stuff and when you all, all, all stress as well, as well like a nervousness bustling around you yeah that just sounds like a horrible environment even if you you're not pregnant even if you are <laughs> yeah. you know completely you know normal because well, you think something's wrong because you go to the hospital when, when you're sick. Yeah. You go to the hospital, predominantly, you go when you're sick, when you something's wrong. So where the surgeries happen, that's where, all, that's where most uh, yeah, most sickness happens there and most you know healing happens. Birth is not an emergency. It's not dangerous. It's not something that is medical. It's not a medical procedure. Birth, pregnancy. Pregnancy, birth. sorry. Pregnancy and birth, all yeah. of it. But birth, like it's because we go to the hospital to have our children. Why are we going to the hospital? For something that we have done as humans and as animals do, or like we have since the dawn of time, that's how we're meant to be created. This is natural, completely natural, and this is the, just the culture shift that's changed. It's like birth doesn't change; it's the culture, it's the culture that changes. That's what they say. Mm. And there's just so much that I, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so happy that I am having this this child, and I've thought about how I want it and why I want it at home. And they talk about animals. As one of the women, one of the doctors, was talking about how animals most most uh, most animals have it in a safe space because you're in the wild. So you want to go into your little. Um, so they, I think they said cats have it when they, mm. when, you know, they go to their own little corner and they have their children. Because for elephants, which I think is so beautiful, they actually 
all the elephants gather around them, all the women elephants, or maybe men as well, I'm not sure, that they all kind of, they they stroke her, they're like a support system, they're like, they, go, they stand around the um, the mother who's having her child mm. around her and they, like, stroke her with the trunk and they're all there and support her. I mean, how beautiful elephants are. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was, like, going to cry when I heard it. <laughs> can you imagine yeah, how can... beautiful? I mean, it's a noise and stuff, but yeah. it's that that support. So, But that's still the comfort. You know, they go around and they comfort the woman. It's like that's you want to feel safe. Essentially, the first thing you think about is I want to feel safe emotionally, physically, spiritually, and philosophically and mentally, all of it in what in labor. Mm. And most of all those stats that uh, where women have trauma is in their first births, their first children, the first um, first babies, because they're not prepared. They just think I'll go to the hospital and they don't do any research about what happens the second you step in what kind of interventions they're going. They they intervene the second that you walk in. The questions they ask you, the way they ask you, everything. They're like every you have to be so in tune with what you want and know how to say no and know what's going on. So I'm like, okay, that is just so much to prepare for. That's yeah, I mean that that's that's a lot, right? And I mean for us it's all well and good to sit here and have this conversation and talk about birth and pregnancy in this way. I mean we're already inclined this way, right? We this was a natural thing for us to go down this path. I I totally Totally, could have totally but I mean to to want to view it in that really sentimental, Mm. beautiful way. Like look this is just an an amazing part of life that we we're so blessed to be able to experience and to work with the creator to literally bring forth a new being into this world. <laughs> what an incredible experience. And that's, uh, you know, maybe not everyone or not everyone perhaps views it in that way. It's just there's a baby coming. Fantastic. I'm going to be a parent. How exciting. Let's get it. Let's just let's, get get on with let's it. Let's do it the way thing. culture does it. Yeah, let's just. And, and maybe that's totally fine for people, for some people, you know. For others, maybe not. You know, mm. for others, they have no idea what they, like you said, they have no idea because they haven't really thought about it too much. Yeah, because you know, there's a lot you to probably think about just, in this You'd day probably age. just perhaps make the assumption that the medical system knows what it's doing. Yeah. More than you because they've dealt with a whole lot more babies and births than you have. So, they're going to know how to go about it and you're yeah. going to have no idea. So, you basically just go through the pregnancy and you'll be looked after by that system because that system knows, knows yeah. right? And that, that seems to me to be one of the like a classic right at this point for, <laughs> for how we view it. It's yeah. just they're the experts. They're the ones that know how to deal with this. I'm just the little, little old me. What's my perspective against theirs? You know, I'm just going to go with what they think and what they say because they're the ones that would know better than I would. And that's totally giving away your power. That's totally just being like putting yourself lower on. Like that means that you're not in control. Of Unwittingly, anyone. but only yeah. only if you only if you view it that way. And- other people would go. It's just not like it's not me. I mean, yes, it is giving up my power, yeah. but it's giving up my power for the right reasons yeah, yeah. to the right people. Like that would be for me. I'd be like, there is nearly there are very few instances where giving up my power would be the way to go. I wouldn't yeah. want to give up my power to anybody. Yeah, I'm not right? saying you're conscious of it. It just happened. Yeah. Usually it's like it goes in hindsight. And it, like there's a couple of women that we know that after their, their birth, they started reflecting and going, I actually really didn't. I didn't want a cesarean. Or I didn't want that. That I didn't want to have my baby like that. Right? They're just that reflection being like, hang on, something did go wrong. Because what the, what the doctors say is that if – um, all the the system cares about is that you have a health that you and the baby are alive at the end of it, yeah, and health relatively healthy, healthy. Yeah. You're alive essentially. So if you're alive but you've had this traumatic process, they don't care about the process. They'll be like, "Well, the baby's okay, isn't it?" So what are you complaining about? Like that's the kind of attitude that women get from after their trauma, and they don't realize when they've had their second one, they're like, "Why do I don't? Why don't I want to go back there?" You know, but my baby was healthy, and you know, this isn't all women. This is this is just some. This is what they were talking about. And like for for most women, they they look on they're having their second child either at home, or they think a little bit more about the the birth. So it's mm. always after the first one. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So I'm glad that I didn't need to have that first experience to know that. Do you know what I mean? I'm mm. really grateful that I am inclined this way. That I can actually avoid some kind of a level of trauma when it comes to that because it even it's not like I cu- couldn't even get into I couldn't even sit in the GP 
That's me personally. Like yeah. that's something that was creating anxiety within me, just sitting there waiting to tell them that I wanted a home birth because that to me was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like what are they going to say? Are they going to push me? Are they gonna, am I going to be forced to go to a hospital? Are they going to say I'm not allowed to? Already giving up my power, already putting uh, my birth in their hands instead of the birth in my hands because I'm the one having the baby. Hmm. I'm the one who is giving birth, not them. So it's like we've been giving, like we're literally – going to the hospital to allow them to give birth to our children. Like, yeah. you know, in a sense. In, that's in this day and age culture. And that's not everywhere. That's just, they said predominantly Australia is pretty bad for it. And um, the US as well. Yeah, right. They, they said New Zealand and um, UK are doing beautiful things for the birthing system. So that's really nice. Oh, well, maybe there you we'll go. go to New Zealand to have our next child. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'd be nice to go there for a holiday. How beautiful. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day. We'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, even the what you were saying about knowing the why for everything. I mean, that's that's obviously good for birthing, but in, just in general, yeah. knowing why you're doing anything <laughs> yeah. makes it a whole lot easier because. It, it gives you that strength of conviction with going through confidence. with it and the confidence. Because if someone if someone's asking you questions about why you're doing something and you don't know, then you're probably going to retreat because yeah. you, you'll almost take it as an attack yeah. because you have no answer. Of, you, yeah. have, you haven't really thought about it. You've yeah. just, you're operating based off an assumption essentially. And then when someone questions the assumption, you, there's no foundation for it besides it's just the thing that everyone does. Yeah. But then if someone says, why, why do you want to do that? Just because everyone else does it. If everyone went and jumped off a cliff, would you do it? If everyone classic, participated in a in a large pharmaceutical endeavor, would you just go and do it because that's what everyone's doing? No, like <clears throat> that's the you know if you if you have the why, if you understand, then you, things aren't going to feel like a personal attack. Yeah, things aren't going to uh, perhaps whip you off your feet, and all of a sudden you you realize how vulnerable and exposed you actually are with what you believe and what you value. Uh, it, it is interesting because I've, I, I felt the shift because when we went to the GP, that was very early on in the pregnancy. And I knew I was going to have a home birth, but I hadn't been tested in that um, kind of environment before. So, But at the wedding when um, when someone asked me, oh, so what hospital are you getting? Are you registered in? And I'm like, oh, I'm having it at home. Mm. They're like, yeah, but what hospital are you? Like because you have to be like... Well, it's just like whatever, whatever's closest because obviously why would I pick a hospital that's – and they're like, oh, they're like, oh, okay. All of a sudden they relaxed. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm a, but, I'm a, but I'm still having it at home. It's still it's probably safer to have it at home. For, for me and for what I want, it's the safest place for me to be to have my child. And I'm so excited. And I'm like the more I talk about it, they're just like <laughs> they're so nervous. Yeah. And they, they can't handle it. And it's so interesting, but I felt more confident actually saying I'm not having it in a hospital. I'm feeling more confident too talking to people about it as well. I mean, like, oh, we're having the baby at home. Like, yeah. It's a home birth. No, no scans, no tests, yeah. none of that thing. I'm like, I have a midwife to look after me. We've heard they the heartbeat. Said I'm fine. We've heard the heartbeat. We've heard the heartbeat. Um, it's moving around. It's moving. Gosh, I'm growing. I'm getting stronger. It's yeah. almost <laughs> so funny. Seriously, a very active little fella. Yeah. Yeah, it's bumping, <laughs> bumping, bumping. I'm, uh, I'm reading to it now for night time because you kept being like, sing a song to it, sing a song to it. But I'm like, oh, oh just do something. I, I don't know what song to sing. So anyway, I pulled a Dr. Zeus book off the shelf, our favorite Dr. Zeus book, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Yeah. Maybe I'll need to uh, have it on the, <laughs> have it in the, in the picture oh, here. It's the best book. It's such a good, it is such it. a good book. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just, all the, uh, many of the elements to, when it comes to mindset and your, your life. life and the perspective. And <laughs> yeah. oh, it's just fantastic. It has it all. Uh, yeah, I've, so I've read that to it the last two nights yeah. and I'll probably just keep reading that book. So, it'll come out for some reason. It'll, it'll always know it'll this one rhyming. book for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But then I've also, uh, my uh, one of my clients actually lent me a book, uh, uh, Dad, shit, Dale or Dave Carnegie, uh, how, to win friends, how, win, how to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. I'll win friends. Yeah. Yay. So no, you, it's, let's win friends. That's been, that's been, I've been reading that to the baby chapter by chapter every night as well. Yeah. So that's been really nice. Been my and it's a good book too. It's pretty good. Yeah. So it's hopefully we'll have a very, uh, very well read <laughs> by <laughs> the time it comes to, out. Because yeah. it can hear now or yeah. you can hear vibrations at least. Yeah. And we're like, we will get these beautiful words in you, the vibrations. Yeah. <laughs> But that's uh that's been that's been really nice. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about pregnancy was? Um, any other sort of updates for really? else? Um <sighs> I might think of something later, but no. 
think I'm okay. Yeah, that's okay. My uh, business stuff's been going all right yes. thus far, which has been which has been nice. I'm still just kind of getting more clients. I had another client on Monday just gone. I've been had a, a Zoom call with another client last night, like an existing one. So like working out a lot of the uh, a lot of the kinks and how to do it. I had I've had uh, with another one. I've actually had to sort of not stop the stop the, the what do you call it the relationship like on that level but i had to i've had to kind of just pivot and, and put it to the side for that person's best interests only because and this is something for me i as i'm going through this process and working with more people and getting to know more situations i'm i'm honing myself too and saying how do i protect myself and my work uh, and how do I how do I protect myself financially as well? When I actually get to the point where I'm taking on paid clients, what's the best way to actually go about dealing with uh, well people in general? If they say, "Yeah, like I want your service, I really want what you have," okay, no worries. Like, can you afford this? Is this is how much it is? And then we were talking about potentially doing an eligibility thing for a payment plan, and then how we'd structure it. But then also potentially like a brief sort of questionnaire or fill it, fill in, send me, like I'll ask a few questions and we'll do like a, a test for their income versus their expenses mm-hmm. and basically measuring those up next to each other. And if they're a certain distance, if there's a big enough gap between them, then okay, you can be eligible for the payment plan. Because yeah. if, if they're too close to each other, then there's no guarantee for me that uh, they're going to be able to continuously, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, pay. They're, well, they're going to be able to pay. Yeah. Uh, I love that you have a tool. My brain is like fraud. Uh, how, how they can consistently make their payments. Yeah. So, because something might come up, there might be a fluctuation, financial fluctuations throughout the weeks. And some weeks they might be right to pay, other weeks it might get a bit hard. And this being the last payment that gets added on top, you know, how do you, how's there, is there any guarantee of them being able to continue to make that payment? Or I love is- that you can check whether <laughs> they can do it or not. And they'll be like, no, no, I, I can, I can, I will, I will. It's like, I can't take your word for it. We have a tool now. I can physically see, we both can see mm. if you can or cannot. Yeah. And it's really good to know that because you're like, oh, okay, actually. Can't. Because there's so I can't n- say yes to everything, and they start thinking about other decisions. That they there's make. numerous people uh, that I know that you've listened to as well, because I've heard from your experience, but also from mine. And then just thinking about it, they don't do payment plans They're for the, the yeah. for the exact reason that people don't pay. They don't make the payments, because and then, they can't. They need more. Ex- they need more time, or you know, and it's like. You either want the service or you don't. You either make the effort or you don't. And then the problem that you run into is how, how do you chase that up? Yeah. How do you chase that up, right? Unless I've created a legal document. So money. Unless I've created a legal document that you know, we both sign. So it's like a contract. Yeah. How do I, how am I actually, what leg do I have to stand on? And then if I, if, if something doesn't happen and then I actually have to go the legal avenue, can I actually afford that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, it can get a bit messy and so it really, it's something I'll have I'll have as an option. I'll really make sure that I hone and, and refine what that eligibility criteria is because it protects me and it protects the client as well. Yeah. So that I don't just take on people that can't afford it because for them, they'll be like, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. And we can, they want we it, can they map want it out it. on the forecast and everything's all good, right? But then as reality unfolds and things come up, well- you're going to have to make certain sacrifices and how am I to know that you're not going to sacrifice my payment? So, and it just, it just, it, 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 for those that can't really afford that extra financial stress of having to pay back a payment plan, then it's just protects them in that way too. Mm-hmm. You maybe you're better off waiting a couple of weeks, just saving up the money and just paying the whole lot up front. Yeah. And then that's just done. We don't have to worry about that. Because obviously, I'd rather that too. I'd rather upfront payments and payment plan options. But it's also part of your service is to make sure that they're empowered with their financial system. You can do that by not even having them pay yet. You can do that before. You can do that in that session and making them feel like it's okay. You know what? I'll just save a little bit. And if they don't, then that's on them, yeah? Yeah. So it's like, and if they do, that means, you know what? You committed. I'm sorry. And now I I trust you. Because you need that the action behind the words. You can't just, you know, talking about something and not doing it. You know, everyone has had that has that experience, you know, wh- whether it's yourself or someone else. So they're like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Now it'll get done or it'll get done or, yeah, all this kind of stuff. And then nothing ever happens because, you know, actually put forth the action that matches those words. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is, there is a mindset as well yeah. that needs to be behind the action. Yeah. 
And it's it's kind of, it's doing a little bit of a vet saying, are you on the precipice of that kind of mindset of that way of thinking that's going to continue to fuel your sticking to the payment plan, sticking to the actual spreadsheet, sticking to this way of viewing your money? Because I was talking to your brother actually about, I was sharing with him and I showed him and he was like, oh, really cool. Let me speak to my partner and yeah. maybe we'll actually uh, come and see you mm-hmm. for this. I'm like, that's great. No, no stress or anything like that. And uh, I was, he was just sort of you know, providing a little bit of his two cents, which was great into the pitch and the product and all that and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, it seems like it's not really, it's not just about the template or the, the spreadsheet, you know, as far as what you offer. Uh, and I'm like, no, it's actually what I said from the start or very early on was that it's about financial empowerment. It is about that. It's about me giving you the confidence and the competence with managing your own money instead of having your money managing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just a tool for achieving that. And so, yeah, it was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, you know, good on you kind of thing. And that was, uh, that was, that was lovely. So, yeah, there's just a few things that are kind of coming up now. I still haven't gotten, I still haven't finished, gotten through the PDF yet. No. I just, I don't know what's happening with that. I just don't, I don't know what's happening with it. it. It's annoying. Let because, it naturally happen. Yeah. Because every time you're like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to come home and do it. And you just don't want to do it. It's like, yeah. So don't do it. Yeah. Just let it come naturally. Because obviously there's one, no time. <laughs> but two, <sighs> okay. there's, there's nothing there. There's, there's nothing there for you to put on it obviously. Well, there is, but I guess I'm not too sure. I'll just have to, yeah, like I said, I'll just sort of take a, take a, put your hands off it for a little while and then see if the, the motivation or the inspiration comes back to continue on with it because it is something that's going to be massively relevant and very handy, very bloody handy. Oh, totally. uh, But it's just but obviously for whatever, for, yeah, for whatever reason I at this point in time, why, for, whatever, for whatever reason at this point in time, it's just not something that I'm really uh, feeling pushed to get on top of. So, cause, I mean, a lot of what's on the the uh, what would be on the PDF, I give in the, like a four, sort of five, 10 minute initial spiel mm. uh, when I'm with the client in the first in the first consultation. And sort of, yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of, I think that's enough at this point. Obviously, it'd be really handy to give them something beforehand so they can have a read through it and they can get clear in their head or, and they can even actually come with questions straight up as opposed to just come as a blank slate and then all of a sudden have all this information launched at them and they have to process it all uh, on the you know, on the fly mm-hmm. as I'm as I'm delivering to them. Like that's the only thing. It just reduces that that information overload in that initial consultation. Yeah. But for some reason, I just when it comes to yeah coming coming home, it's I'm just exhausted. Uh, getting up in the morning, there just always seems to be fucking something else in the morning because the because of my day job. I when it comes to seeing clients, it basically has to be like all in the morning. So we've got podcast on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. We record, so those mornings are gone. Mm-hmm. And then if I see if I'm seeing a client, then I've got to see them either Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. And then I can squish in Zoom calls around that, yeah. like pretty much after work. Like I had a Zoom call last night for an hour, mm-hmm. uh, which was good, which was which went really well. Um, but it just it really eats into that spare time. And then I've got to at, at the same time. I've got to balance up, you know, time with you, time to myself as well. So it's just a really difficult thing. Like, thank God my my job is physical. Yeah. So I can actually be I'm exercise. I'm physically fit and I'm yeah. exercising like every day because that's what the job demands. Yeah. So thank God for that. Like that mm-hmm. that's that base covered. Because I was going to I was looking into uh, starting a routine, like a new exercise routine, but it's just that again, that's another thing that I've got to try and generate the time for in the day. And it's just it's like it's just, need, just it's like all this stuff. Is, the, the spreadsheet of your life is full. <laughs> it, it, it like is, and there's just no room in the there's no room in the budget for me to exercise increase or anything. PDF. <laughs> so work and exercise are kind of just one at the moment, and that's okay. That's if that's and the your, way it sort of needs to be. That's your work tasks or positions are changing as well. Yeah. So that again is going to eat into or like that's going to change things. For yes, the next, for the next two months couple of months we'll see i mean going going forward pretty much in general but they they i got offered to work full time yeah. yesterday and i said i mean i am i am sort of interested i am keen at yeah, that job security plus you get the um uh, yeah i mean jobs just i mean is inconsistency yeah like consistency. I, I know i know what the sort of shifts are yeah i Average. i have certain entitlements that a casual doesn't yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I have the leave entitlements as well. So I have annual leave, sick leave, parental leave, all that kind of stuff. So I can have days off and I don't have to figure out how the fuck am I going to cover it? Mm. How am I going to, you know, I'd have to save up money and uh, so, so that not only if we wanted to go somewhere, I'd have to save up money for that, but I'd also have to save up money as well to cover the days that I'm not working. Yeah. You know, so I don't have massive holes taken out of, yeah. you know, paychecks. Well, even like with the wedding and your, your sister's wedding that's coming up in a couple of weeks, it's like you're really trying to work out what day, how you can make up the time for, it's like, it's just so shows up. Like I can't even. Well, I have to, you know, because it's one of these, if I don't work, but I don't get also, paid. also, you're making a bit more, so it's okay. Like know that that can also just naturally cover it too. Don't overwork. No, no. Because- I, I'm not. All, all I've done is I'm just. I'm. I've been asking questions, putting myself out there, getting uh, sort of certified on certain things, which just make give, increase my opportunities in that workplace. Because uh, I, I was talking very early on about you know I'm one of the I'm, well, I'm actually statistically the best picker in the country. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you know, talking about using that as grounds to kind of ask for a pay rise, but. I'm not going to do that, but instead what I did was I just looked at other ways that I could potentially increase my income and one of them was to there's there's like ambient, which is the picking that I do, that section, then there's a loadout. So when we load it, when we load the cages, wrap the cages, they have to get loaded out to the loading dock for the, the trucks, then the delivery drivers, they come and load their trucks up and take them off to the 7-Elevens. Uh, so they... That, that that's an actual separate shift in itself doing the loadout shift so i'll put my hand up to do that too so i'll be doing that tonight i think i do tuesday thursdays hopefully i do tuesday wednesday thursday because that's a different pay pay grade and uh long, like longer hours and on those days i'm guaranteed to get eight or nine hours in as opposed to well, yesterday we basically finished in five yeah so if i'm getting there's no there's no certainty to the length of shifts because it depends on every day depends on what the order is that we get if we get a long order well it's going to be a long day but if we get a short order it's going to be a short day mm-hmm. so there's just these different ways that i've been trying to play around at work with how i can shore up my income by putting my hand up and doing extra jobs just to make sure that I actually get the money necessary. And yeah, I have been and it's been fantastic. And like I said at the start of the episode, you know, I'll be able to within the next three three weeks uh, have it all paid off, have all the birthing stuff paid off. And basically, we're just ready to move, ready to go from that point. So, you know, and I don't even know if the house is going to be ready by then. Who knows? So, we might get a couple of extra weeks between having all that paid off and the, and the house that now we've, we're just getting sort of flushed with cash. And that's one of the other things I'm, I'm thinking about. So wanting to save up for the financial advisor. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting now involved with her. Uh, I'm get, doing one of her services, probably do that next week. She sent me like a hundred and something, nearly 200 page PDF on one of the particular services that I'm looking at purchasing. And oh, I've got to read through that. I don't want to just go into it without having read it. No. So I need to give myself probably the weekend to try and to try and get through that and then start there next week. So that'll be good. And then I want to do the same thing with you. Uh, and then obviously start to put away money for the bigger one, which is a couple of grand, uh, because I'm I'm quite interested in where this this spreadsheet can take me. Mm-hmm. And I know the potential it has. And every client that I've worked with is just it's opening their world up. Like one that I saw on Monday, oh, I was Great. Like, I'd love to tell a bit of that story, but I'll just uh, finish this off. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if we have that gap, I'm also potentially going to go and get a forklift license just so that I have that. Yeah. Because you, there's not only does that increase your pay as well, if you're on the forklift as opposed to just picking, it just makes me more attractive. And it just it just gives me more job opportunities as well, should I ever need it, right? So, I've got to save up for that too. And so, if there is a gap between- and other positions as well. Yeah. You get higher up positions, leadership, etc. Oh, for sure. For sure. It does. It just continues to sort of expand the opportunities. And they a bit. trust you and they rely they you've shown that you're reliable. So Yeah. You know, you look good in their eyes anyway. I do. Yeah. I sure do. So, <laughs> you know, it's just things like that. Like, you know, as if we depending on how long we have between, you know, me finishing paying off all the birthing stuff yeah. and then moving out. Uh, depending on the size of that gap, we might actually be able to do a significant amount of things that we actually wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. So uh, that's really exciting. I'm really stoked about that. And they did offer me full time and I said, I need at least two months, mm-hmm. basically just so I can soak up as much income as possible because it's a, it, it's a significant pay cut. 
yeah. going down to a full time to a full time hours yeah. from from casual to full time. So, but there are obviously benefits associated. It's just, uh, yeah, if you can, if I've told them what my pay, my minimum needs to be after tax, and that probably working full time hours would be quite a significant amount of hours worked. So, we'll just sort of have to wait and see what ends up happening. Hopefully, this I can start getting, I can get some paid clients soon. And that will take a lot of the pressure off me having to do those extra hours at work. Because ultimately, that's I want to funnel myself into this into this area. I was working with a client on Monday. We caught up. So, oh, I just had the wedding. I was so exhausted. I was like, oh, no, I've, got to, I've got to get up get up nice and early yeah, and go and have a like, client before work on Monday. Why did you Monday. do Monday morning? Because <laughs> the way I look at it. Oh, we didn't know we were going to be exhausted. Yeah. Anyway, so. I mean, because I, I always, when, when a client or well, someone gets in touch with me and or they have, we have a chat and they're like, you know, can we do something? I want to try and do it as soon as possible because yeah. your financial situation is ongoing. It's yeah. not something that I'd rather get on, help you get on top of that as soon as possible as opposed to going, oh, let's wait two weeks, let's wait three weeks and then we'll sort of do it. It's like, no, you're handling money and managing your money right now. I'm just saying maybe push it to Tuesday. But anyway, anyway, so I I organized (laughs) Monday with him and it was was a really cool thing. It was the first client where I've actually been able to, to really get into the potential of the forecast so the first worksheet in the whole in the whole spreadsheet document is a is a big year long forecast that you can it basically is where you create the budget for every single paycheck and for him we we did it the way I, I sort of usually do it with everybody is you you know you figure out what the budget you need for each expense is and you you just drag that across the whole the whole fifty two weeks and then you just input your income as you go and make make minor budget adjustments as sort of necessary. But when I, I did that for him, he's like, oh, I also really want to. He wanted to make a one-off purchase. It was a couple of grand, mm. and he wanted to do it as soon as possible. And I'm like, okay, so what we can do is actually not do like incremental budgeting, and instead you can pay the whole bill off when it's due, and then that actually frees up all the money in the meantime that you would have been budgeting over each week. It frees that up to go towards this other one-off expense thing. So, for instance, if you've got an eighty-dollar bill that's due every four weeks, then if you pay that $80 on the fourth week, it frees up the $60 that was accrued over the previous three weeks. So then you can use that uh, in those, you freeze up money from those pay slips to be able to put towards something else. The only thing with that is you just have to be conscious of the fact that that's going to be $80 now. You have to pay, you have to pay that bill in its entirety. So you have to have enough. Is that pay slip going to be able to cover it? Sure. So that's the thing. It, it's that kind of thing suitable if you have a significant gap More between your income and your expenses, so that you're if you if you because if you go As like that overflow, yeah. Because if you go if you do that thing if you do that where you just pay the bills in their entirety, then obviously that those those the budget for those weeks is going to be significantly increased. Mm-hmm. So as long as you earn enough to be able to absorb those that that increase, which allows you to <clears throat> yeah free up the money beforehand and put it towards something else, then then it's, it's great. But if you're sort of like me, I guess, or like our financial situation where nearly everything's accounted for and at this point my budget is roughly the same size as my income, in a good way, it doesn't mean that, oh my God, like I've got so many expenses, I'm, I'm inundated, I'm flat out. No, it's not that at all because I've budgeted for spending money. I've budgeted for all the things we all want, things like we veggies, like cleaning products, yeah. like we bought, I think, a Castile soap, oh, so uh, you know, the animals, uh, the baby, yeah. uh, the midwives, the doula, moving yeah. house. Like I've so budgeted amazing. for all these things, right? So everything that I would have saved for if I had just been saving all that money and not given it a, an explicit... A, specific line or a row in the spreadsheet, yeah. uh, it, I would have been having to draw down out of our savings anyway to yeah. pay for these things. So, I've just created it as a budget line. So, for me, there's not a huge amount that I can free up from those because uh, the budget's already come to basically the yeah. same as what my income is. So, everything is more or less accounted for. So, right now, it wouldn't work for us. Not, not as well as it did for this guy. Yeah. So, because his expenses were roughly half of his income. So he had a massive right. buffer to play with. Yeah. Okay. So he so could he, was- he could free up a shit ton of money really quickly, and then he could absorb those weeks where he had to pay bills in their in their totality. Yeah. And it was really amazing because you can use that. That's you, you can use the forecast like in that exact way to map out an experiment with how fo- you can move the numbers yeah. around, find and financially free up money for you in the present, or just just maneuver yourself so that you can actually make. Put you give yourself the opportunity to acquire things that you want, perhaps earlier than you think you would have been able to. Because mm. if we had of for his for his situation, if we had have kept it as the budget 
the just the, the incremental accruing of of an amounts week over week and then paying the whole bill paying the bill you know when it comes due no dramas if we had kept it like that he wouldn't have been able to afford the thing he wanted to get for another six months you said yeah three to six months but now he's actually going to get it i think within the month That's doing amazing. it this way oh honey and you can you can map that on the forecast exactly like that being more efficient than ever well i knew i knew that's how you could do it that's why i designed it like this yeah. i just haven't had a situation where it's been where massively like highlighted that this is how you can use it this is the potential this thing has it's really cool you've had um these different experiences over the last week so you've had that which something you can add to your kind of repertoire or your you know yeah. your your um, service and then you had another situation where it really didn't work for someone it just wasn't the right time and that was okay but you learned two huge things like you added you got something you didn't really you didn't lose anything no. but you you learned two really huge like very important things very quickly um, when it comes to different, what kind of client that you're suited for as well. Yeah, yeah, because I that's, did. That's a huge part of this is you got to experience who this is for. You're gonna know who you're, who you want to work with. So I wasn't getting frustrated with the other one because I'm like, I know that this is good for me. I need to know this. I'm, I'm really glad that I can have this experience yeah. right now, uh, where, where there's no money involved, yeah. where there is a closeness in the relationship. It's not something. It's not someone I've never met before yeah. that I'm then having to try and chase up like this. It's the situation's just really handy that I can have this experience now where it's kind of like I've got my training wheels on. You know, I'm not thrown out into the, thrown out onto a, you know, a rocky road, never having ridden a bike before. And now I have to try and keep my balance kind of thing and hope I don't fall. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's a safe environment for the two of us. And I get to have this experience and, and develop, like I said, develop uh, something like a payment plan eligibility. Uh, and get right in my head, what is it that I need in a client? Yeah. Not just not just what what can I give to a client, it's what does a client need to bring yeah. in order to actually meet me yeah, halfway. halfway yeah. So, uh, it's not me going all the way to them. And, and, that, and that's great for you to know because oh, absolutely. you always go out of your way for them and especially for this client, you would go out of your way to and you probably still continue, would, would have continued to be there and try to make it happen. Yeah. But when you force things, and so we're going to catch ourselves, when we force things to, have, to work, they generally don't because you're, you're, push, you're pushing against a brick wall and you end up crumbling it and you hurt yourself and maybe the other person as well and you just have a disaster on your hands. you got to clean it up. Yeah. So instead of going, hang on a second, there's a wall here, how can I maybe look in a different direction, see what, what different way I can look at this? Maybe it's actually showing me something. What is this? How high is this brick wall? Where is it? And, you know, there's things that it's really helpful to kind of step back and go like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit frustrated. Why am I frustrated? And just knowing knowing the why, knowing why you're frustrated. Okay, we just had a little bit of an interruption. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah. We have to, anyway. So, yeah. So when you do meet that resistance, at least you know and know why it's happening. It's valuable for yourself. It's not just valuable for the, for the other person. And it has actually become valuable for you and and your client. Yeah, absolutely, for sure it has. So and alleviated a lot of their stress as well. Yeah, it did. It certainly did. And I mean, as much as I know, and he knows too, that this is something that's valuable. At this point in time, it's not. It's it's not right. It mm. doesn't seem like it's the way to go. But again, like I said, it's good for me to have had this experience because then. I can now know the sort of signs to look out for or the things to be mindful of when having processing potential clients and saying, okay, I think, I think, yeah, this will work. We can sit down and do this together or going, I don't think it's quite time yet for X, Y, Z reason. Mm -hmm. And so I've had this experience that I can now draw from. And like I was saying earlier, it just protects us both as well. It doesn't overextend, especially once money gets involved. It doesn't I don't miss out on getting, you know, my my pay from this, but that person's also not placed under the financial stress yeah. where they can barely handle what they've got now. So, it's about, yes, of course, this service can absolutely help anybody and everybody, <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I still need to earn income from this. I still need to make a living out of this. So, how can, when, once money's involved like that, how can we reduce the impact on, yeah. on the, on the yeah. both of us? That's and right. maybe for someone who has less means or they're more financially uh, stressed, it might actually, it might sound 
contradictory, but it might actually be better for them to, to be able to accumulate the money over successive paychecks and maybe it'll just take a month yep. and then just pay the pay for the service in full yep. as opposed to paying for half of it because it'll probably be a 50% deposit, paying for half of it and then just having 10 or 12 weeks of paying it off after that. Mm. Just pay the whole lot up front and it's done. Yeah. And then we can sort everything out. We don't have to worry about the finances are out of the way. Now let's focus on getting you getting you into the position. Mm. So, and if you really want it, that then you know you you'll do it exactly, exactly right. <laughs> and and, that, and that'll be a it, mindset. And it's thing. like there you go. And that to me, that also to me shows right. for for someone who's in that kind of position, it, it shows that their mindset's in it. They're dedicated they're to it. They're, yeah, willing. they're willing. So it's a good test for me. It gives them time as well to know that they're ready for it. Mm. And yeah, I mean, so the, the the experience has been a really good one, a really interesting one. Uh, to learn these types of things. So I am continuing to learn with every single person and I'm loving it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's and it's just benefiting everyone. So I've I've also paid for premium Zoom now. So I I can have <laughs> calls for as long as I need to have calls for. Yeah. You have that interactive. I don't know if you could do that before, but you have that interactive um yeah, oh, immersive, cafe, immersive, immersive experience. That's, oh, that was really <laughs> that was funny. So funny. I don't know. I'm not sure actually because I only was just looking at it while I was waiting for my client yesterday. It, yeah. I was just playing around. But yeah, so that was, uh, that was really funny. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we might wrap it up there because yep. uh, we're we're pretty much on time, Perfect. which is which is lovely. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, no. Okay. Just had to wait for something to come. No, it's all good. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the episode today, please like and subscribe to whichever platform you're listening on. That'd be great. Also, it would really help us out too if you shared it around. If you appreciated the conversation, appreciate the way we talk and approach our discussions uh, and you think that there might be someone else that would appreciate it too, maybe share it around. Show them, show them what we're doing here so we can kind of grow the community and yeah, have more ears listening and more eyes watching, hopefully. That would be fantastic. And if you wanted to get in touch with us as well and continue the conversation, add your two cents, uh, add your experience too. Perhaps you can relate to what we're talking about. Maybe you want to critique what how we're approaching the discussion. <laughs> we're totally here for it. Uh, and also, if you wanted to get in touch and see what service I'm offering and how I could benefit you, uh, yeah, the email address is itppc at protonmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram at logan.d.gray. And if you want to for whatever reason, notify me or contact me and talk to me about pregnancy uh, or anything else related to that, my Instagram is yuja.gray. I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Let's.